Amen. Please be seated. Well, it is so good to be sharing with you today on our Vision Sunday. It's always an exciting day as we gather together, as we um, share some of the things that God is calling us into for the season ahead. And I do wanna just right up front, I say a big thank you to so many who have joined with us in this season of prayer. As we've been praying and asking God, God, would you show us your heart, your will, your plans as we step forward? And it's been amazing just to see the way God has been speaking uh, through this season of prayer. So a big thanks to everyone who's been involved in that. Um, as you came in today, you would have received the two booklets as Andrew said, and I, as, as he mentioned, I really wanna encourage as well just to have a read through that. I'm not gonna be able to cover by any means even close to the, all the information in here, but I pray it'll encourage you, inspire you um, to have a read through that today. And one of the things I do wanna do right up front, it's easy as we step forward in some of these new things that God's calling us to, to, um, to miss out on pausing and looking back at all the tremendous, blessing that God has poured out over this last season. And so um, just up front, I want to take a moment. It's important that we do this to look back and say, God, thank you for what you have done. Thank you for the blessing you've poured out. We want to be a people full of thankfulness and gratitude to God for what He's done. So I'm going to give you the really, really brief snapshot of some of the things that have taken place in this last year. Um, so let me give you a little highlight reel. And this last year, our Bridge World Missions Offering raised over 23,000 to support workers out in the field. The Christmas Appeal, we were able to give away 52,000 uh, to those suffering from famine in East Africa. And then backing that up with our Easter Appeal, 64,000 was raised to help with those in need through the Turkey and Syria earthquake, as well as part of that went to the Truefella work that they're doing with young people in youth detention. Um, we also have been able to raise 50000 through the Proclaim Freedom for that English online platform to reach out to people of all different cultures. At Christmas, we had 300 volunteers here. It was amazing, packing 29 tonnes of food in the space of a couple of hours. 2,900 hampers went out, around $130,000 um, was, was given away just to enable that to happen. Uh, where else was there? We, we completed um, two church-wide series, hundreds of, of uh, people across the church linking in through connect groups. Uh, we did our first ever our own sort of video material for, for that Your Kingdom Come series. That was a bit scary for all of us, but that was a, a blessing thanks to our amazing um, tech team and the skills and gifts they have. Our outpouring nights have been amazing. 700 gathered to pray at the end of our Your Kingdom Come series. That was incredible. 650 volunteers in, in, uh, came to our volunteer investment day uh, at the start of the year. That was inspiring to see so many coming with a, a heart just to serve and be part of God's kingdom plans. We were able to release $100,000 to, to Dion through um, the Proclaim Freedom Fund for their True Fellow Ministry as well, which is a blessing. Our regional church partnerships continued to go forward and expand. Six regional churches involved there. We celebrated our 30th anniversary as a church. That was a, an amazing time together, giving thanks as we look back. And, and on top of that, many people have come to faith in Jesus. Now let's put our hands together and really thank God for all that He's done. It's been an amazing 12 months, incredible. And so uh, I wanna come now this morning to look at some of the visions. It's a little bit different today than a normal service. The message is a bit different as I share some of the visions, but I pray you'll be inspired and encouraged as we do, do this together. In, uh, in our house, when homework help is needed, um, my wife and I have uh, two sort of very different um, focuses. So if the kids need any help with anything to do with English or assignment writing, they don't come to me. They go to my wife. Um, that's her specialty area. But 
if they need help with maths, that's my specialty area that they come to. It's not that my wife can't do maths, it's just that that's the only thing I can do. So they come to help me with that. Um, and so they'll come to me and ask questions. I do want to put a little disclaimer in there, though. When it comes to maths help, I'm only good to about grade nine, and then I cut out. I can't help them after that. But that's how it happens. But there is a, 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 um, a principle in maths which is quite significant, and that is the principle of multiplication. Um, there's two, two principles. One is the principle of addition, and the other is the principle of, of multiplication. And if you, if you were to graph these two principles side by side, I think we were to graph this morning, they'd look something like this. Addition, as you keep adding on, it sort of will keep sort of gradually plodding along, often a bit quicker at first. Um, but multiplication, on the other hand, is slower at first, but then as the multiplication really kicks in, it's the green line, by the way, or yellow line, whatever that color that is, that shoots up there is the multiplication, the purple's addition. When it really kicks in, then it, the growth is explosive. It really takes off. And the reason, you might be thinking, why am I talking about multiplication addition? The reason for this is because last year when I was on my long service leave, um, I took some time out just to seek God, to pray about the future and what was ahead. And I was in the Bun Bunyaville State Forest actually just praying and seeking God. And I was giving thanks to God, the tremendous blessings He's poured out, so many wonderful, amazing things He's done, prayers answered, people coming to faith. And I was just praising God. But as I was praying, I also had this holy discontent start to raise up within me. Um, and the discontent was, Lord, but, but there's so much more. There's so many more people yet to hear the good news. Look around our community. There's still thousands, millions, millions across our nation, in our world, who are yet living without hope, that without, without Jesus, they're headed to a crisis eternity. And, and I began to think, Lord, how, how can the impact grow? How can we reach more people? Because the need is so great around us. And as I was praying, uh, one of the things that, that God impressed on my heart, that, that part of the answer going forward is, is a, a greater empowering and equipping and releasing of all the gifts of the body. Because when all the gifts of the body are mobilized, it re results in this powerful shift, doesn't it? From, from the addition to the multiplication, when all the gifts of the body are released. And this is no surprise, really, that I was sensing this because it's all through the Bible. Um, God... Um, is always on about multiplying, is how he works. Jesus did this in his own ministry, investing in the 12 and sending them out to make disciples. But the real seal for me in that this is part of what God was saying to us for this season ahead was when we're in a, at an outpouring night and uh, we were praying, we are all gathered together and we were praying. And as we were praying together, Andrew and I were sitting just down the front here on these seats and we were just sharing to each other in the moment of just people praying and crying out to God around this, this holy discontent of what, how can we reach more? How can we see this, the, the work multiplied and more coming into the kingdom because the need is so great? And as we were sharing and talking around this, and people were praying and the worship was playing. John O'Donnell, one of our prayer intercessors, was actually sitting just on the aisle across from us. And he was praying out in his big voice. And he was praying words, something to this effect. He said, God, I pray that all the gifts of the body would be mobilized across your church, empowered by the Holy Spirit, that we would see the good news go forward. Many more people hearing the good news. And as he prayed those words, Andrew can tell you, we're sitting here, it was just like a Holy Spirit moment. And I remember I just, I said to Andrew, I said, that's it. That's it. That is what God wants for us. He wants 
to see us just this equipping, this mobilizing, this releasing of the gifts of the body right across the church. And we know that as this takes place, it, it enables this multiplication, which is God's heart. And I love how as we gather to pray, God speaks and He affirms. And praise God for our prayer intercessors, our prayer warriors like John who intercede and they pray and God speaks as we seek Him and He affirms and He leads us. And thank you again to all those who've been part of this season of prayer, seeking God together. But this spiritual principle of the empowering, equipping and the releasing of the gifts of the body, it's referred by theologians as being the priesthood of all believers. Let me read to you the key passage for this, which is 1 Peter 2.9. It says these words, For you are a chosen people, you are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For He called you out of the darkness into His wonderful light. And one of the tremendous blessings, the really great truths of the Christian faith is that on the day of Pentecost, when the church was born, the Holy Spirit came upon all the believers gathered, not just some, but on all the believers. Up until that point, the Spirit had come upon some people for specific roles and callings for particular situations and circumstances, but now this was for every believer. This was no longer just for the kings or the priests or the prophets or the pastors. It was no longer just them that were called and empowered by the Holy Spirit, but now everyone, everyone was filled. Everyone was called. Everyone had a part to play. Everyone was commissioned to be part of this exciting mission to share God's love with the world. And everyone was needed to be a part of this mission. And we see also they were sent everywhere. That they didn't stay in Jerusalem in a holy huddle, just in the blessing. Jesus said to them, no, you've got to go now. And they went out to their streets and their neighbourhoods and their communities and the regional centres and the cities and they took with them this good news. Ultimately, to the ends of the earth, they took this, goal, this good news. And this was God's multiplication plan right from the very outset. This is what He intended. And it was no longer a few people in one location. It was now everyone, everywhere taking forward the good news, the hope and the life that's found in Jesus. And this is the call that God has for us. God's plan that He has for each one of us. And it's exciting. We all have a part to play. We have all been called, all uniquely gifted by God. And to see the fullness of all that God wants to do, God has chosen to work through us. And it's about the empowering, the equipping, the releasing, the mobilizing of all the gifts of the body in this season ahead. And so I wanna share this morning just a couple of the key visions. And you'll see this theme of this releasing and multiplication through all of these visions. And, and as I share these, I pray you'll be encouraged, you'll be inspired, you'll be listening to what the Spirit of God is saying to you, the part He's calling you to play. The first vision relates to local outreach and it's a vision we have to empower and equip every person for frontline mission. Every person to be equipped and ready to share the good news of the hope and life found in Jesus. And one of the ways we wanna do this is we wanna provide practical training and encouragement to every person across the church um, so that 
People are ready to reach the people that God has strategically placed around you, where God has placed you. One of the ways we're going to do this is that we're going to run a church-wide alpha course training in just a few weeks' time. On the Wednesday, the 12th of July, from 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m., um, we are really excited to have the Alpha Australia team here with us in person. Um, When we first thought of this vision, I was just thinking we'd jump in online on some training that's available online. But when I shared our heart as a church with the Alpha team, they said, no, 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 we love this. We want to come in person. Can we come? I said, that would be amazing if you could come in person. So they're bringing their team. And my prayer is that we would have hundreds of people across the church of all ages coming to be trained and equipped in this Alpha course. The Holy Spirit has used this course powerfully Um, to reach over 25 million people now around the world. In fact, it's probably far beyond that, but conservatively around that number. And our heart is to place this resource that God has his hand upon, to place it in the hands of every person um, so that we can reach more people than ever before. I want you to imagine for a moment if 100 people across our church ran Alpha with just two of their friends in their home or on their front line or wherever... And, you know, it was the best situation to run that. Imagine if just 100 people ran, ran that with two people. That would be 200 people in the next 12 months that would encounter the, the Alpha course, far beyond what we'd be able to do if we just ran courses here alone. Imagine the impact that could have in seeing people, people's lives change. This is the vision. This is the heart of multiplication that God has. So I want to encourage you to book that in. Recently, as we were thinking around this vision and planning this, um, I heard an amazing story from one of our Switch youth, which filled me with faith, and I pray will encourage you this morning. Lauren is one of our Year 12 Switch youth who um, came to faith not too long ago, was baptised in October last year. She's got an amazing story, and her um, story has really encouraged me. She's been running Alpha in her school this year, and, and this is what she said. I asked her, I said, would you just put a little bit down on just some of the story of what God has done um, through Alpha over this year. This is what she writes. She said, the vision for Alpha came about when around the end of term one, God gave me the vision to bring Alpha to my school. Even though I didn't know exactly what this would look like or how we would do it, I brought the idea to one of our meetings at school and from there, God made a way for Alpha. A lot of prayer went into every aspect of planning and running the course and for everyone in our school community. After getting approval to host Alpha, we promoted the course to the whole church over a few weeks at various assemblies and um, home classes. And then we sent out a sign-up link and prayed a lot during that time that God would prompt people to come along. We were honestly just hoping for at least one to sign up and we would have run the course because God cares about the one. Amen to that. But we know we serve a big God. And on a personal level, I was praying for at least five people to sign up. And by the end of the term, we had five sign-ups, praise God. And after the holidays, we sent around the link again for any final sign-ups before starting. And we were praying for more to be prompted to come. And we ended up with a total of eight sign-ups. During the course, only three of the eight who signed up attended. But we had six people who had not signed up, but came along. And some of them had just been walking past and seen the pizza inside during the first session. And they came in and they kept coming back. (laughs) Two incredible stories from running the course are that one week I brought in five Bible packs from church and all five got taken that day. 
And last week, when we ran extended Alpha session after school, we watched two videos on the Holy Spirit and had a time of prayer. And when everyone was leaving, one of the boys came up to us at the end and said, thank you guys for running this course. It's helped me to get closer to God. Praise God, Lauren writes. Yeah, amen. And then she writes this, and for those who signed up but didn't come and those who didn't sign up at all and just listened to the promotion, I know God was still planting seeds and he is still pursuing each and every one of their hearts. Throughout the whole course, God has provided time and time again and he equipped us for what he called us to, which was running Alpha at school. He is such a good God. How encouraging is that? Can we put our hands together one more time and just give thanks for that amazing story? I don't know about you, but that fills me with faith, doesn't it? So you can take the first little step. Come to that Alpha Churchwide training uh, on that Wednesday, 12th of July. It'll be encouraging, it'll be inspiring as we, as we do this together and be faith-filled for this vision for the year ahead. We're also a bit later in the term, we're gonna run another equipping training churchwide around a method of one-on-one evangelism called the Bible Discovery Method. We've got a team coming up from Cross- Crossway Church in Melbourne to do this. It's exciting as well. So stay tuned for that. You'll hear more about that in the coming weeks. We can't wait to see every person empowered and equipped to be able to share the love of Christ with others around them. Another vision for this um, year in terms of local outreach is the further expansion of our bridge care ministry. Um, make sure you read that bridge care report. It is inspiring. The first time I read it, I was just um, so moved to see all that is happening to reach out and bless those in need across our community. Um, did you know that last year, $280,000 was generously given to Bridge Care Limited, separate from all the other giving I mentioned earlier on. This is separate to all that. Our budget, other money we gave away, 200000 on top of that was given to Bridge Care. And Bridge Care this year have been able to disperse 300000 because of some other reserves they had to help bless people in need across our community. Isn't that encouraging to know that generosity of heart? And we should thank... Um, our bridge care um, coordinator or CEO, she actually is, is, is Jody, and as well as that, um, our team that work together there, our bridge care board, Myra, Tracy as well, plus the 80, 80 plus volunteers involved in bridge care. Can we put our hands together and just thank them and encourage them for the amazing work they are doing? Um, a few of us were at the Lord Mayor's prayer breakfast um, just recently, and at the breakfast, the Lord Mayor said these words. He said, the current needs of our city are unprecedented in our lifetime, particularly concerning the housing crisis and the increased living costs. And we really believe, I know the Bridge Care team of faithful, and I believe this too, that God has been preparing the work of his church for such a time as this. He's been helping us and, and, and um, teaching us, and we've been learning things and getting all the things in place ready to be able to reach out in a greater way. And so we're gonna step forward, expand this vision again. And a couple of key things we're doing, our Bridge Care Shed um, is, is well underway now with the planning. We're looking forward to starting construction of that um, this year, later this year, be praying for that. That'll help enormously. The other exciting development is the expansion of our streetlight ministry into the city. Um, some of our streetlight team have sensed the call to take this model of ministry that they do down here locally and to multiply it and to take it into the city. And the, the, the ministry of streetlight is phenomenal. It's, it's so much more than just helping with practical needs. They have built community down there. If you've been down there, read the report in your newsletter um, of just Monday night streetlight with the haircuts and the live music and the um, coaching and facilitating. It's just incredible. It's, it's an amazing community of love and care and full of God's presence down there and they're going to take that model and multiply it to take it into the city and recently 
with this on their hearts, a few um, gathered together, a few of us went into the city just to pray, to scope out the land, so to speak. I think we've got a photo of us in the city and we just prayed and said, God, if you're in this, you need to lead the way. And we scoped out the land and I want to tell you, there were a few giants in the land. We were a little bit nervous when we went in there, but God has continued to affirm this. And recently, um, some of the team have gone in there and did a bit of a test run in there. On the first night, they served 180 people. 180 people on the first night, hot drinks. They went through eight big trays of Arnott's biscuits, which is a lot of biscuits um, in, those, in those trays. But most of all, they were so warmly received. People were so glad that they were there. And this model they have of, of building this same sense of community in there. So praise God. And that's on top of all the amazing work that our Streetlight team are continuing to do um, down here locally as well. And so we need to really encourage and thank the work that Dave Dixon does in coordinating all the Streetlight, Ben Pitt, leading that team in there in the city and all of our amazing Streetlight volunteers. Can we encourage them and just thank them for the amazing work they are doing as well in this season. Another exciting vision for us moving forward is a new partnership between Bridge Care and Truefella. Um, for those of you who don't know, Truefella is a, a First Nations ministry reaching out to young people that have been caught up in the youth justice system. As I mentioned, we were able to release 100,000 to them this last year through our Proclaim Freedom Fund. That was to help build facilities so they can run these camps that they do on the property out there. But just in the last month, there's been a re another really exciting development Thanks to our, our Bridge Care um, board, the skills and the gifts in that board, they've now been able to set up a partnership between Truefella and Bridge Care, which means there is now an avenue for tax-deductible giving to go towards this amazing work that they are doing. And, and a, a really exciting part of that as well is that when the partnership was um, able to be established finally, um, Bridge Care had some money set aside, ready to go straight to Truefella to help them, and they were able to release straight away, on top of the money we'd already given them, another $100,000 to Truefella, um, and the timing of those funds was such a God story. I can't go into all the details about it, but it was literally was just God affirming and, and encouraging the ministry, and so Billy has recorded a little message for us today just to express his thanks and just give us a little update, so let's go to the screens as we hear from Billy. Yeah, I'm a Bridgie. Billy Williams here, out at our Bethel property in Dalby. Um, thought I'd bring you this beautiful sunset. Uh, it's, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, just uh, firstly, sending you greetings. Uh, Yama, hello. But also, uh, Maraba, thank you, um, just for your ongoing support for, with what we're up to, especially with Truefella. Um, you know, this initiative that we've um, partnered with you um, and with Bridge Care. It's been a, a wonderful opportunity to engage with young people, you know, particularly young people that are, uh, have, um, are, or are in danger of coming into contact with the juvenile justice system, with, with youth detention. And so it's, it's been a, a journey since we la uh, launched last year. And um, there's been some amazing things that have gone on. Um, for me, there's just a couple of stories I want to share. One is, that uh, one of the young people that we've engaged with through Truefella, he'd been in and out of juvie since he was 12 to, to 17 and uh, has been out just more than a year now. And even that in itself is, is miraculous. Um, but what I wanted to let you know was uh, recently he co-facilitated one of our Truefella camps. So, you know, it, it, it feels almost too much even to, to just share now. Is, is it, it almost a dream come true in it because 
it was just fantastic to see how far that young man's come. So, you know, I just wanted to share that with you. And the second story that I had was um, we've had this opportunity to engage with uh, uh, an organisation on the Gold Coast that deals with young people. And we had four young Indigenous uh, female participants last year come on our first female camp and um, it went really well. And we had an opportunity to go back and see those young people uh, recently. And when we finished yarning, uh, a young 24-year-old Gumaroi girl uh, from my, my people, uh, from my language group, uh, she looked at us and she said uh, to Luke, G and I, I really love Diane and I really love Truefella because you make us feel human. And that, that was a very special moment for us to feel, to feel the effect of that, to, to, know, to know the impact that, that, that's going on. And I wanted to share that, not, not as some, some spruiking thing today, but, but just as a form of encouragement to you as well. So we're so thankful. Uh, for the partnership that we've had with you and you know for what it represents and and I do want to say this openly that you know we we'll, there's been struggle of course at times you know a bit of uncertainty and and the partnership with Bridgie and Bridge Care came at just the right time came at just the right time to encourage us and lift us up practically but spiritually as well and these are the stories that we wouldn't hear and wouldn't see and wouldn't be part of if it wasn't for what's going on and so thank you so much. How good is that? Isn't that great to hear what God's doing in that space? It's a real privilege for us to partner with what they're doing there. Uh, another vision that we have going forward in terms of church planning and networking is the call we've sensed for God, from God to step out in faith again with another church plant um, over the next two years. As a church, we've always had a heart to church plant and continue to see God's kingdom grow and expand uh, far beyond this building and this community. And over the years, we've planted um, the Grove and Dion and Hope and our city church. And now uh, we're sensing God saying, it's time to step out in faith again. Now, church planning is not easy. It is costly. Uh, it requires hard work, sacrificial giving, lots of prayer and releasing of people, which is really hard to, to do that. And it would ease, be easy to come up with many reasons to say, well, maybe we won't do that now or to push it off a bit later on. But we know that's not the call from God. We know that His heart is that we keep giving, that we keep releasing, that we keep multiplying. And after much prayer and seeking God, we've um, been really blessed for God to lead us to an amazing couple in this church, an amazing family in this church as well, who God had been stirring for a long, long time, far before they came to Bridgie, in fact. And over this season, as God, as it turned out, God and His sovereign plan has weaved everything together. And uh, that couple is, is Scott and Emily McLeod, and um, it's been exciting just to journey with them and pray, particularly um, over this 10 days of prayer and just to see God's affirmation and call upon their life that like I said started way before but it's been really powerfully affirmed in this season and so that'll be a two-year journey of them coming on the team as church planning interns that'll be a, a, an opportunity uh, for, for training and, and um, growth and also for building of relationships as well as we pray over the next two years and pray into where exactly this church plant is meant to be did you know there's a thousand people moving to southeast Queensland every week it's a huge growth area um, and there are some huge developments planned in our local area here and so we're praying we know the need is there we need lots lots more churches and all the research shows that church planning is the most effective method in terms of reaching people reaching the unreached 
And so we're stepping forward in faith, so thankful that Scott and Emily um, uh, are stepping forward in obedience to this call God has given to them. And so we're looking forward to stepping forward. Initially, Emily will be on the team two days a week. Scott runs a plastering business, so it'll be a gradually transition for him, but he'll be starting to get involved in some things across the church as well. But we're excited about that. And Scott and Emily are going to come and share just personally in just a moment. But the other vision uh, we have in terms of church planning and networking is our Bridgman Online Hubs vision as well. The online team had already been looking at the possibility of this sort of model when they were contacted by Alan and Sue Hartley, a couple in our church who might be watching this morning on the live stream. A big welcome to everyone, in fact, watching on live stream. But they were um, had this idea of actually running our Easter services at the retirement village where they moved to from Brisbane up to Caloundra. And they got approval um, from the Seasons Retirement Village to host the Easter service. And it was such a powerful time as they gathered together in the little, little um, communal space there and watched the services. And um, hearts were touched and, um, and there was you know, a real sense of the Spirit moving as, as they watched it. And there was just this realisation of, wow, this is powerful. Like the Spirit of God can move across and through technology and over online streams in such a personal and powerful way. And since then, Alan and Sue have continued to run this little um, online hub. And we see the potential in this. It's such a great model to be able to replicate and um, to do in other places as well. Very simple to be able to replicate. And Carly Oldham, who's been part of our online team, volunteering right from the very start. She's been working alongside Alan and Sue as well as other parts of our online ministry. And um, Carly's actually been studying, or is studying, her PhD in online ministry, as it turns out, at Malian College. And so we're really excited to have um, Carly joining us on the team. She's going to come on two days a week to help lead this vision forward, as well as the ongoing outreach. And uh, we're just so thankful for Pastor Jono and all of our online team, um, Ashton and Alec, Caleb and others, hundreds of people that have been investing that over time and continue to help with making that all possible each week. Um, and so we should just thank our online team as well for the amazing work they are doing. It's a blessing. There's not a week goes by we don't hear someone talking about just the blessing of that ministry. And so in a moment, Carly's going to come up and share some of how God has been leading her in that space. And she's got a powerful story to share as well. Before we do that, though, I... I just want to take a moment um, to just to recognise and give thanks for all the regular ministries that are taking place right across the church. Um, we share these new visions. It's exciting to look forward and, um, and it's good to do that. But also without all of the regular ministry, the hundreds of people who are serving week in, week out, it's all the gifts of the body working together to enable the gospel to keep going forward. And so I want to say thank you. It's incredible. Like I said at the start, 650 gathered that volunteer day at the start of the year to see all the gifts of the body at work. And every part is so important. And to encourage you this morning in this, I... I want to show a little uh, story of someone, um, someone who's a great example of the way all the gifts work together. I actually had thought about this and thought, gee, it'd be great to share this story. And then I, as it turned out, happened to run into this person on Wednesday morning here at the church. They'd arrived a little early for something. And I said to her, I said, would you, would you be okay if we captured your story just to encourage people on Sunday? And she said, yes, I'd love to do that. So I want you to listen to Leslie's story and just the impact of all the gifts of the body and bringing the love of Christ to someone's life. Let's check this story out together. I've been having coffee with a group of girls for 28 years. And usually we say, where are we going next week? She said, we're going to Seoul. And I said, Seoul, where's that? She said, oh, it's, it's you know, she stopped by from you and I said, never heard of it. 
So anyway, she told me how to get here, and I came here, and we had coffee up on the veranda. And I was looking that they were, had the, all the blocks in, and they hadn't put any plants in it yet, but it was a, you could see when they had community garden coming. I thought, oh, that's really interesting. And then we came back again, and we like it. We give it a five star. So we came back and had a five star. They like the coffee. And I was showing my girlfriend around what the plants were in that. And Erica was here with her dad. And she said, oh, I have a coffee. And she asked me, did I know anything about gardening? I said, oh, just a little bit. She said, well, come along on a Tuesday. And I thought, this was Thursday. I said, okay, I'll see you Tuesday. So I came along on a Tuesday and it was Erica and myself. And um, so we just started potting in the garden and that and working around and doing different things and going shopping for bunnies, which is my second home. And then at Christmas time, we had the delights of beautiful everybody, you know, really enjoyed that. And there was two ladies sitting down there and I was on my own because I was here to make sure the lights kept working. And um, they asked me, you know, um, who I was and where I was. And I said, oh, I'm here for the lights, I work in the garden. And I just happened to say that I was a widow. And um, she said, have you joined our widows group? And I said, widows group? And she said, yeah, we've got one. So from coming here for coffee, it opened up my life to the garden, which opened up my life to the, um, to the women's widows group. And also the sewing group on a, on a Friday, I met Dawn Tracy here. And she said, oh, come to Aspire. So oh, I went to Aspire, I thought, why not? So I went to that. And then she said, and also we're having Alpha. Come along, I want to do it, you come along with me. So I said, okay, radio. And I didn't know what Alpha was. So I've been coming there, shit. I said, well, there's only one condition. I don't drive at night. So I said, you want to pick me up and bring me and take me home? Fine. And she did. So yeah, my whole life has grown and expanded and blossomed, you know, and it's, it's saved my life because I was so, um, so lonely and so lost when my husband died. And then six months after he died, I had a double knee replacement done. And then six months after that, I got breast cancer. And, um, and I just felt like, you know, well, why am I still here? You know? But by coming here to the coffee shop and then getting involved with all the rest of it, it's just grown and grown and grown. So, he obviously wanted me to come here. How good is that? Isn't that encouraging? I love Leslie's story. It just highlights, doesn't it, that all the gifts of the body working together, every part so important. Thank you, church, for all that you're doing. And also it highlights what it's all about for us as a church. It's about people, people encountering God's love through Jesus. That's what it's all about. You know, all of these ministries and visions, they require resourcing. And I just want to say thank you. Take this opportunity to thank so many across the church who continue to give so generously and sacrificially to support these ministries that happen. Without you, none of this would be possible. And support the visions going forward as well so that we can keep reaching out right across this community and far beyond that as well. And I am continually so humbled by the generosity of of this church and the heart of you. Thank you for the way you just keep responding to God's call. In your booklet today, there's some information as well around the financial plan 
that's been put together to help resource the ongoing ministries, the visions that I've been sharing about today. And in preparing that plan, um, we've been very, very aware of the increasing pressures, the increasing cost of living for every person in this season. And we've, because of this, we've really been keeping this in mind and praying over this. And so we've sought to be faithful to the call of God by stepping out in faith with these visions. But at the same time, we've um, looked to keep our, our budget increase as, as minimal as possible, um, just being very aware of the needs. But at the same time, we do know that when God calls us, he will provide and he will help. He will help us. And uh, I, I just really want to mention that we need the help of every person here who has a heart to see God's kingdom go forward. We believe the Holy Spirit has a mighty plan to pour out his blessing. He's given us a promise, a promise that he's going to bring revival to this community. Romans 4 has been a key verse for us in all of this, the unwavering faith of Abraham. God had promised and he believed that God is able to do whatever he has promised. And that's been a big theme for us. And I preached on that a couple of weeks ago throughout this season. And so we want to keep pressing on in faith. But we do need the help of every person. If this is where you call home or maybe you're looking to say, God, where do you want me to put your roots down? We need the help of every person with a heart to press on with God plans. And I'd love you just to pray around the part that God might be enabling you or calling you to, to play in that, in resourcing some of these visions in the year ahead as well. And so as we close this morning, I'm going to invite um, Scott and Emily to come up and uh, Carly and Michael are going to come up as well and just join me on the stage here because they're going to share a little bit about their stories and how God has led them. We're going to have an opportunity to pray for them. Um, as they're coming up, I want to share one story just about how God is an amazing provider. Um, recently, um, Pastor Travis has had a youth night here and um, they prepared a pastor meal for all the young people, the Switch youth. And um, the kids were so excited about this pastor meal, they were pumped. But then some of the young people started to come up to him and say, oh, what's for dessert? And Travis was like, dessert? What are you talking about? Because often they've run dessert in the past and Travis thought, I didn't even think about dessert. I didn't even plan that. And he thought, no, nah, it's all right, I can get away with it. By about the 20th young person and then the leader started asking what's for dessert. He thought, I'm in trouble here. I'm in trouble if I don't get some dessert. And so he said to one of the youth leaders, he said, would you just duck down to the, the shops and would you just find the cheapest ice box you can get and just buy up, you know, 130, whatever they needed for that and just bring them all back. And they said, yep, no worries, you do it. And so he sent this leader off. The leader went via our kitchen on the way just to touch base with Julie and Jenny who'd been helping on the night to say, hey, look, this is what I'm doing. And they said, no, 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 don't go. He said, you won't believe this, but someone has donated 130 Baskin Robbins ice creams to the church. How incredible is that? And so Travis was able to give all the kids Baskin Robbins ice creams. He doesn't know what he's going to do next time. He's nervous now for next time. But isn't that just like our God to do that? We can trust him to provide. And on Tuesday this week, um, I heard another story from a young high schooler in, in, in our church here. Amazing story. And this young guy is in high school. He's just had a part-time job recently. And um, he's got a bit of, for the first time, got a little bit of, bit of money. And um, God challenged him around just setting aside some of that money to give towards God's kingdom work as a, you know, a bit of a percentage of that, a tithe to put aside. Anyway, he found himself down at the local food court with some of his mates and they were all getting um, their meals. And he has a favourite meal that he loves to get, the KFC Zinger Box, right? That was his favourite meal. But he realised he didn't have the money. But he thought, that's all right, you know, I've, I've really feel it's important that I, you know, I want to sow this into God's kingdom work. I'm going to just go without lunch and I'm just going to, you know, enjoy company with my mates. Well, as he's sitting there, some of these other connection of these friends came over and they said, oh, look, 
they've mucked up, KFC mucked up my order, so I've got an extra meal here, and they said I could just keep the extra meal. Does anyone want it? And this guy said, yes, please, I'll have that meal. It was the KFC Zinger box, right, which is amazing, but it gets better. This young guy, he, when he gets his KFC Zinger box, he doesn't just have the standard one, he swaps out the potato and gravy and he puts a large chips in instead when he orders it. And as he got this box, he said, if I open this and that's been swapped out and there's a large chips in there, this can only be a God story. He opens the box and sure enough, potato and gravy out, chips are in. And he knew, no, he knew, he knew that was God seeing his heart affirming to him that he is our provider, that he can provide everything we need. Isn't that great? We should give thanks to God for those great stories. God is our provider. He's amazing. I'm going to invite Scott and Emily first just to come and to share with us, share a bit of their journey. Can we encourage them too as they come now just to share with us? It would be amazing. Thanks, Nathan. We didn't start um, our marriage in a typical way. Both having grown up in Christian families and churches that have provided great discipleship, we were keen to use our lives to serve God. So 21 years ago, we both quit our jobs, got married, and moved to the Sunshine Coast, where we attended the Pines Training Centre. An intensive year of full-time Bible teaching centred around church planting. We grew in so many ways, both spiritually and practically in ministry skills. We spent all day, every day together, which had its moments. We also learnt how to live frugally, surviving off just $315 a week to cover all our expenses, including rent, food, and fuel. We bought no new clothes that year and collected tokens in the paper to buy heavily discounted food, and now we have an aversion to cheap mints. <laughs> While we didn't begin with the intention of church planting, the heart for this and a desire to see people reach in culturally relevant ways had begun. We both had ideas of what life would look like post this, but as many as you know, the cookie doesn't always crumble that way. In the space between now and then, we've learnt a lot and are grateful looking back at these years as preparation for what we believe God is doing now. In ministry in the workspace, we've gone on to further study, run our own businesses and experience church joy and church pain. Initiated and led multiple ministry teams and worked with some great people. In the personal space, we've learned about loss and patience, something we've needed while waiting for our three beautiful children, now aged 13, 11 and 8. We've also had great friends and family to journey with through the seasons with whom we're forever grateful. The biggest thing we've learned is that God is faithful and trustworthy. Although there were times in the wilderness where we struggled to see Him in the thick of things, God has always provided when we've been in need. He's always used our painful experiences for his work and believe he'll continue to do this. There have been a handful of significant experiences where we've stepped out in faith and God has amazed us with his response, letting us know that he sees us and that he is continuing the work that he started in us. This is true of how we ended up serving here at Bridgman. And it's exactly how we've felt in this next step of faith. Earlier this year, we received an email from QB inviting us to their new church planning program called Launch. Unsure of why we got this email, we wanted to ask Nathan about it and to see if anyone else was doing it. Nathan's eyes became very wide. His answer was something like this, no, but we wanna send someone and we've been praying about church planning. 
It didn't take long before the conversation shifted into something that's been a pretty special journey. God has graciously been very loud in providing clear confirmations from all angles to the point where we feel it would be disobedient not to step into this space. Despite what we now see as the past 21 years of preparation, there is definitely still feelings of apprehension and inadequacy. How grateful we are to have God leading the charge. In this process, there have been many kind and encouraging and wise words, including, nothing is wasted. We are so grateful to have some life experience behind us and we are approaching this with much greater humility than we would have years ago. We know there'll be many more lessons to come, but we know our God is able, he is faithful, and if we step out in faith continuing to seek his leading, he will guide the way. Amen, isn't that encouraging, church? We're so excited for this vision going forward. I'm gonna invite Carly to come as well. Um, this is Carly's fiance, Mikey, as well. Um, they're due to get married, in fact, in September, which is exciting. But I'll let Carly share a little bit of her story as well. It'll be good. Thanks, Nathan. Well, after hearing all that God is leading us into as a church, I just want to pause and say, wow, praise God. What a privilege that God allows us to partner with Him in His plans. My heart's certainly full of faith this morning. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Carly. I've been coming to Bridgman all my life and I'm proud to say that my parents were among the founding couples of this church. God has taken me on a uniquely beautiful journey, allowing me to struggle with a chronic illness for over 15 years has taught me the beauty of what it means to rely on God. Apart from Him, I can do nothing. There have been so many times over the last few years where God could have taken my life, but didn't. And so with that knowledge, my heart has always been for whatever capacity God will give me, however long He will give me, I just wanna serve Him. So this leads me to the special heart I have for the online congregation. And for those watching online this morning, we just wanna give you a special shout out and say hello to you. Um, I'm Carly, this is Michael, we're often your online hosts, so great to finally meet you in person. So for some years, I was too sick to actually attend church. And so for me, I see the added value that online space has because there are so many people, for whatever reason, just cannot attend church in person. But yet God sees and knows and cares about each of these. And so onliners are such a valued part of our Bridgman family. One of the visions Nathan has shared this morning is the online hubs. Our heart is to use the online space to empower people to live missionally and facilitate community wherever they gather to watch church together. We see retirement villages as such a perfect place to start this, this, this vision because there's so much loneliness and need for hope in this space. And Jesus provides that hope and draws us together in community. But our heart for the online ministry doesn't stop there. We wanna help foster genuine Christian community amongst those in our online congregation so that people online can be seen and known, pastorally cared for, connected into connect groups and truly feel like an extension of the Bridgman, Christ, uh, the Bridgman family here. And so as we look forward to these visions, I'm so aware of how in need of the Holy Spirit's help we are. I'm so aware of how in need of the Holy Spirit's guidance we are. 
And I'm so full of faith to know that God is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. The passage that has underscored this season that God has been leading us into is Romans 4, verse 20 to 21. But for me, verse 19 has special significance. It reads, Without weakening in his faith, Abraham faced the fact that his body was as good as dead, since he was about 100 years old, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully convinced that God had power to do what he had promised. That was me. I was and am as good as dead. And yet God did not waver in his protection and preservation of my life because he has more to do as promised. And so I truly believe and want to encourage us as a church to not waver in unbelief regarding the promises of God, to be strengthened in our faith and to give glory to God, being fully convinced that He has the power to do what He has promised. Is that encouraging? We invite the pastors to come up. We're going to pray for these couples. We're particularly seeking to fund these two visions through our Unwavering Faith Appeal. We're seeking to raise 100000 for church planning to get that up and running, and 100000 for our online hubs as well, and you'll see the information around that. But um, three years ago now, um, we held a special prayer meeting for Carly because it, it, things did not look good. The doctors, the, the diagnosis was not good for you, Carly, and uh, we had a special prayer meeting. We've got a photo, in fact. Three years ago, we had a special prayer meeting where we were interceding and asking God to preserve Carly's life, and uh, that photo is actually Carly's um, background wallpaper on her, on her phone. On her, on her, she keeps that in front of her all the time because it was from that moment when God's people gathered and prayed that really God has done a great work. And here she is getting married later this year, stepping into our online hubs vision. And I think we should give thanks to God for the power of prayer as we gather as his people. It's amazing. And so we're going to gather around. You join us too. Why don't we stand, in fact, on our feet as we pray. These are holy moments as we ask for the Spirit of God to be poured out and pour out His blessing um, on these ministries going forward. It'd be good. Let me do that. Heavenly Father, our hearts are just overflowing with thankfulness and joy. Lord, what a privilege to be part of your plans and purposes. You're an amazing God, a mighty God. And we proclaim again, Lord, that you are faithful to all of your promises, the things you have promised, you are able, Lord. You are able to do all that you have promised. And so today particularly, we want to pray a special blessing over Scott and Emily as they take this big step of faith, 20 plus year journey, Lord, of you preparing and leading. And now, Lord, here's this moment stepping out in faith. Encourage them, Lord, this morning, I pray. Anointing of your Holy Spirit, continue to go before, we pray. For Carly and Michael too, Lord, thanks for their powerful story of what you've done in their life, preserving Carly's life, leading her into these plans and purposes. Um, this Romans 4 passage, Lord, is, is Carly's story. There's more you want to do, Lord. And so we pray your blessing over this vision, over Carly and Michael together as well, Lord. Anoint them by your Holy Spirit, we pray. And together, Lord, we're looking forward to all that you have in store. Many, many more people finding hope and life in you, Lord. The need around is great, Lord. Millions, millions yet to hear the good news. Millions living in hopelessness, in darkness, lost, Lord. And we pray, Lord, would you use us as your people? 
take this good news message, your good news to the world, we pray. We ask this in Jesus' name. Everyone said, amen. Can we encourage these couples this morning? We're gonna sing a song. It's a song of proclamation, of declaration that we believe in the power of the gospel to transform lives, that God is moving, that He has more He wants to do. I'm gonna invite Scott and Emily and Carly and Michael just to be down the front here during this song too. And I invite you just to come forward, just to encourage them, just to let them know, hey, we're with you, we're for you, praying for you. Encourage them as they take this step of faith. And so you feel free to do that. They'll be down the front here, but let's worship together, proclaim this good news, the power of the gospel to change and transform lives. Let's do that together.
thank you for such a good God. We thank you for what you are doing. And we again proclaim, Lord, we believe in the power of the gospel to change lives, to continue to fill us, use us, we pray, so that more and more would find hope in you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Everyone said, Amen. Please be seated. If you'd like prayer in some way, some of our prayer team will be down the front or our prayer lounge. Don't forget our welcome lounge as well if you're new this morning. But God bless. And for those joining us online as well, so good to have you sharing with us. God bless.